All right, JV. What's going on, brother? Hey, man. Uh, just got off the plane. Yeah, like how long ago? Um, About three hours ago. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Mexico was amazing. Cancun was gorgeous. Right. Just. How, how was, so the weather was good over the weekend? Oh, it was 85 the entire time. Beautiful. 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 And then like that sea breeze. Yeah, yeah. We had a swim-up pool, man. Right. Our room. I walk out the balcony, just jump right into the pool. Right into the pool. That's amazing. Take a dip. Yeah. Uh, a, a little bit too much drinking, though. It was all-inclusive drinking. I mean, why not, right? My first time at all-inclusive. Just wilding out. And I drank a little bit of tequila the first night. I had, like, maybe two drinks. Okay. And a, we had bottles in our room. Right. And just drink it. My man came in on Saturday. I drank that much tequila. Right. My man came in on Saturday. The beverage guy was like, hey, I see you tapped into the tequila. You want me to get you two more bottles? I'm like, bro, I, I have, I've barely touched this one. Let me he's, get you this first. He doesn't want you to, to have to stop in the middle, right? <laughs> just, just keep going. He didn't. But later on, I... Uh, before the the wedding, it was, we went down there for a wedding. Right. Uh, so the wedding was at one, but before that, we were out there on the pool, and I was drinking rum and cokes, Captain and cokes, some spiced rum, delicious. Gotcha. Um, I got through half the bottle. It was hot. We're in the it's pool. I was enjoying myself. Right. Got through half the bottle. Went to the wedding. Mm-hmm. Came back from the wedding. There was another bottle in there, just fresh. <laughs> Just ready to go. Another bottle of Bacardi, like a <laughs> rum. I was like, I can't. Okay. This is where we're at, baby. <laughs> he didn't even have an opportunity to ask. He said, I'm just doing it. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, nah, man. It's a good, good time. Glad to be back. But let's jump into this, man. Um, our girl Pepper Potts. Mm. Uh, Gwynny P. Does anybody ever call her that? Is that a thing? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I've never, never heard that one before. Gwynny P. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow uh, wins that ski crash trial. A jury verdict awards her $1. Right. Uh, did you hear about this a few weeks ago? Um, I saw a little bit of uh, some video clips from the trial. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I didn't know nothing about it. Up until recently. I got you. Well, I'll put it like this. Uh, my man crashed into Gwyneth Paltrow. Right. And then when he found out that he crashed into Gwyneth Paltrow, he said, ow, ow, she crashed into me. I'm hurt. Right. If it was anybody else, he probably would have been like, oh, yeah, well, it, things happen. Yeah, yeah. But you're on, a, you're on a ski slope. Like, it's ski at your own risk. And this happened years ago, 16, right? 2016. Yeah. So and they just they just finished it up. Uh, I mean, I feel like, I mean, in, in this situation, you would know who crashed into who, right? I put, well, he had like amnesia, but then he was recalling the entire incident at the same, same time. Right. So it's like, you can't, both things can't be true. Yeah. 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 And then he's supposedly injured and all that stuff, but he's out partying and <laughs> post, <laughs> posting on his Insta and <laughs> You know, living life to the fullest while he's supposed to be injured. And he's like wearing her, her like her like uh, skincare brand goop, <laughs> stuff like that. You know what I mean? Um, I'll put it like this, man. Uh, two, because he's a doctor, so he right. has money. Uh, two rich people uh, rocked the skiing world in 2016 right. with this accident. Right. Um, skiing will never be the same because of these two rich people. All right. But she won, so... Uh, she got a dollar. I wasn't there. I just heard the stories. So, <laughs> you know, uh, she won it. Drew gave her a dollar and, uh. Cha-ching. This is where we're at. She's going to Sizzler. Right. <laughs> All right. Um, let's move over here, man. Uh, our boy Chad Stalski, uh, mm. behind John Wick. Yes. Said, oh, yeah, we're kind of open to a fifth one. I don't know how. Yeah, I mean, we. If it's if John Wick is no longer with us, if he's no longer with us, 
then is it still John Wick movies? Or are we seeing him <clears throat> before the dog dies? That too. We can get some prequels. Right. Keanu Reeves still looks amazing. Yeah, because he was already a assassin at that point. Anyways. Yeah, he was the most feared. He was retired. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, could do that way too. The question is this. Do you, JV, want to see more of these movies? I'll watch another John Wick movie. In a heartbeat. <laughs> so there's no doubt. I'll be the first one in line in the <laughs> theater. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't I don't know what's going to come of it. It's uh, It'll be a curiosity thing, right? We know how the movie's going to go. Yes. Typically. You know, they could switch it up a little bit. I don't know. But I would be curious. I would love to see how he gets into this. I want to see more of this world. That's the gotcha. thing. Yeah. Like, if you're going to give me prequels or give me more of this assassin world, I'm about it. Yeah. But if it's more of the same, you've you've hit, like, the precipice. You're at the top of the mountain. Right. With this type of genre and, and action and um, all these stunts and everything. Give us more of the world. Yeah, because you know what you can do technically, but because that's they did some of that in this one that just came out, the fourth one. Built a little bit of a world there. Still lost and about <laughs> this world. Yeah, I mean you could go back and really see like his footsteps into it. That would be dope. And him learning about this whole world yeah. that he's going to be a part of. Yeah, and that could just open the whole the whole thing up to all kinds of other. And if we're going to uh, do spinoffs like, and stuff, too. And if like, let's say like Keanu Reeves does not want to do it. And like, we need like a prequel, like a younger uh, John Wick. Yeah. They can get a you know, Topher Grace. You know, Chris, Chris Pratt's going to be to- first to- one in line. I, I think Topher. Topher Grace. Grace yeah, you yeah, think? yeah. 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 Wow. Skinny lanky guy. <laughs> he was horrible as Venom. <laughs> <laughs> well, he doesn't have to talk much. That's he's true. He's got to do some training. That's true. That's true. No, I don't know. I don't know a why Topher Grace popped in my head. Hey, at man. No, no cl- zero clue why zero that just clue. happened. I haven't seen a Topher Grace <laughs> show or movie in a while. <laughs> Saw him on that seventy on that '90s show like two or three weeks ago. That's nice. nice. Yeah, yeah. Facts. All right. <laughs> <laughs> One other piece of news uh, before we jump into the pod here. Uh, Fantastic Four mm-hmm. movie has a director and writer, Matt. Shackman, who did WandaVision, and Josh Friedman, who wrote Avatar 2. Right. So, Fantastic Four, which I, I've i always been a fan of this team, of this family, mm-hmm. Marvel's first family. Um, I, I like what Miles Teller and them did a couple years ago. The studio just interfered too much. Yeah, that happens a lot. It happens a lot. Um, now that it's in... Disney, Marvel, MCU hands, it's going to be shepherded, and it's going to be a really good movie. I'm, right. I'm hoping and, and praying here. Just got to get the cast right, and uh, we'll see what goes from there, man. Um, obviously, the Human Torch is always fire character. No pun <laughs> uh, intended. When, uh, when was this one supposed to come out? This one is supposed to come out... Uh, 2000, February 14, 2025. Yeah, so that's the release date. You know, those always shift and move there, so. Yeah. uh, So we got, so this director is already in the MCU. Well, kind of. He did, what, WandaVision? Yeah, he was was the uh, showrunner and director on a couple episodes, yeah. Way of the Water and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, Good team. If anybody can bring bring this back to the forefront, be this team here. I'm excited. Oh yeah. Speaking of Marvel, uh, we got that Secret Invasion trailer. Yes. Catch that? Yes, I did. Uh, I'm I'm excited to see kind of a uh, a superhero less MCU. Yeah. Show. Yeah. Um. Kind of, kind of shed the light on more of the shield than, um, you know, the super, all the super, all the super power like people, that, yeah. and this whole thing that goes on that the superheroes probably don't even know anything about. 
we've seen Sam Jackson in and out over 10 years now. Yeah. More than 10 years now, right? 2000. What, what Eight it? was Eight? the first time we, we saw oh, him. Yeah, so we're, we're way past. He's been there since the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, like, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him get a good story, man. I mean, he's been just parts of everybody's story, you know. Um, and learning about the scrolls a little bit more and all those uh, things we get little glimpses of. Yeah, so we get um, Nick Fury, Samuel Jackson, and the starring role in this miniseries here. And it looks dope, man. It really does. It looks like something. It takes me back to the um, Winter Soldier where it was like spy, espionage. Right. We're kind of dealing with a little bit of like men in black because you're dealing with aliens Stuff like that, but we got yeah. a, we got a great cast though. We have Amelia Clark, uh, Colby Smulders coming back in Maria Hill, obviously Sam L. Uh, Kingsley Ben Adir is Gravik, Ben Mendelsohn, Olivia Coleman, um, Martin Freeman, Everett K. Ross. I just love it when this guy pops up, man. <laughs> love it <laughs> because he's just like, uh, and we saw Don Ch- Don Cheadle in the trailer as well. Oh, yeah, but like. Yeah. Like, Everett Ross is that CIA agent, man. One, he just looks like a badass every time. But two, like, he's quick-witted. I love that, man. So, I really don't know who they're... Got the scrolls, but, like, what the the purpose is is going to be really fun to watch. And then why must he do this himself? Right. That's another thing that's like, okay, well, you know, you basically have every superhero on speed dial, but uh, sure. Uh, there was something, a flash or something there where it talked about where are all the Avengers at in the trailer. You know. Phone don't work no more. You ain't got no more yeah. minutes, bro? It ain't, it ain't at past 9 p.m. yet? Sam L., what's going on? Everybody's just, just got a mess from their own movies they got to worry about. They really do, though. <laughs> You're right. There's just messes all over the place right now. You know, uh, everybody's off-world. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, off world, different dimensions, yes. everything else going on. Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's hope that this brings us kind of back to the to ground level where we're really seeing, like I said, uh, the shield kind of being the the starting point for all the things that are happening. Yeah, and looking over the world like they're supposed to be doing. Um, and then, you know, the Avengers work with them. They don't, you know what I'm saying? Let's, let's bring it back down to ground level. Where I, we've been which, all over the place. Which so. I enjoyed. That's what yeah. I really enjoyed about those like uh, Netflix Marvel shows. Those are ground level heroes, man. Yeah. And this kind of does it here with a bigger budget. Yeah. So uh, supposed to be fun stuff, man. I'm, I'm excited for this one. Oh, yeah. Uh, June 21st, we'll definitely be talking about this. Right around the corner. Right around the corner. It's like four months away, but it's still fine. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) I'll go about that. What's up, team? Welcome to this week's episode of Movie in a Pod. I am Clyde Smith. And I am Javier Villalobos. On this week's episode, we are discussing the trailers for Simulant, Blue Beetle, Episode 5 of The Mandalorian, and our Movie of the Week, Dungeons & Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Team, we've got some trailers coming at you. Uh, full reactions on our YouTube page thingy. So, yeah. <laughs> on the link tree in the description or the bio. <sighs> All right, team. We have <laughs> a humanoid AI's attempt to win over a widow's heart, places it in the path of a government agent trying to stop the rise of machine consciousness. You know who the hero is in this? Sam Worthington trying to stop everything. Right. Um, what uh, we don't learn <laughs> did 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 Blade Runner not teach you anything? Did James Cameron's Terminator Terminator Two yeah. not teach you anything? Okay, I robot 
Okay. Nice, nice one. Right? Yeah, yeah. Why do we keep doing this? <laughs> the only time this has ever, ever worked out in the human's favor, okay, is Robin Williams in Bicentennial Man, okay? The only time. It's a deep You're cut right. right there. You're right. It's a great movie. Every other one turned out bad. <laughs> Terrible and awful, okay? Because even like, even like, C-3PO's an asshole, yeah, okay? Yeah, yeah, he's not He cool. pops off at yeah. the mouth sometimes. Yeah, he needs to get some fingers taken off. I, why Why are we trying to be this close to yeah. robots still? Uh, Yeah, this is like the step after that, right? Where it's called, it says a humanoid AI. So does that mean, like, it looks like some of these people are like, partially robots but i'm not real sure it seems like this it seems like some of them are part, are, are part robot some of them are full robot or they could all be all robots it's, i don't it I don't seems know. like they're they're full robot but they have the consciousness of somebody who has passed away or mm. something of that nature but so robot bodies robot bodies underneath Maybe he's like a Ken doll down there. I don't know, dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> you think you would notice that right off the bat? Do <laughs> the first thing. Yeah. You wake up, you're like, oh, oh that's not there. Okay. Right. Whatever. <laughs> we got a good cast here. I do like Jordana Brewster. Robbie Mel's doing his thing. Uh, yeah. Timu Lee, uh, Sam Worthington, Alicia Sands, um, and a whole host of other people. So uh, we're going to throw this on our socials. I'm not excited for this only because like I'm tired of these type of movies. Yeah. We're like bad. Somebody's going to do something bad. Okay. And it's never the robots fault. It's some, it's some human who is trying to change the code or do something. Yeah. And like the story has been told so many different ways. Yeah, this so. one's right around the corner too. I'm not excited for this. Well, when it comes to streaming, I might check it out. Enjoy. Yeah, I mean, you know. <laughs> robot movies, whatever. Robot movies. Did you? You didn't? Did you watch Megan? No, <laughs> I refuse to. <laughs> Boycotting all robot movies. Yes, I'm done. Uh, I can't do it anymore, man. <laughs> I can't. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. It's just so it's 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 so okay. And here's the thing. Like this is a, like this the when you do these robots or AI and they're walking amongst us yeah. and stuff, that's a genre, right? Like that's right. like a ro- the robot robots amongst us is a, a genre, right? Mm-hmm. The only robots I'm still gonna rock with are Transformers, okay? Uh, nobody's trying to bang them. So um, the, the Decepticons did have one one humanoid robot. Remember the chick oh, in the second one? Dang, they did. Well, I'm out. Done. Yeah, they did no the more transfer. They, they just did the one though. They better not have that any, one's that one's not around no they more. They better not have them in Beast Wars. Okay, that's all I'm saying. Rise <laughs> of the Rise of the Beast they or had, whatever it is. They had just the one. Just the one. We've never seen another one. Never saw her again. With the, the best transformer you could have, you never showed back up. <laughs> she didn't make it, bro. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, I just and this is a, a genre. So like, it's just like horror movies. How we talk about like horror is difficult to make like a good one. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I've seen this story over and over again. It just is a different yeah. spin. This sounds like it's a love robot story with, like, Chappie at the end where, like, there's a government <laughs> agent, like, after him. You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah, it's really. like, I've seen this. Yeah, these don't, for me, don't qualify as anything other than, like you said, their own little niche. Yeah. Thing. Little robots, AIs, uh, humanoid things are kind of their own little group. And, you know, some of them you enjoy, some of them you don't. Yeah. All right, next trailer. Yeah, let's go. Let's move (laughs) on. (laughs) All right, team. We have here a Mexican teenager finds an alien beetle that gives him super-powered armor. That's not really accurate. That's not, I don't think, but that's what IMDb says. But that's, but he he seems older. He was giving, given a beetle. The lady handed him a box of beetle. That's the part you're talking about. <laughs> I'm, thinking, I'm thinking that he's not a teenager. He seems older, like he's got a job and everything. But 
You're talking about this. Get out of here. <laughs> That's your focus. Yeah. I mean, you know, this is fine to Beetle. He's given one. And a, and a burger wrapper. Yeah. <laughs> Talk to me, brother. What are your thoughts about this trailer? Uh, you know, we've seen some trailers that come out that don't look that fantastic. Yeah. As like, especially like a first off kind of something coming out. Mm-hmm. This one looks really good. This one is definitely uh, using some good VFX. Yeah, I think so. Um, his suit looked awesome. That that scene where he's floating above the water, that was really nice. It looked real nice. I like I like when he was going through the bus <laughs> in slow mo. Like, that was really cool. Yeah, man. yeah. That looks really something fresh and new that we've never seen before, man. Um, yeah. We gotta say, uh, gotta say, Hispanic, Mexican hero, man, oh, superhero. Yeah. yeah, this is. Um, I'm not exactly sure how you pronounce his first name. Um, Sholo, maybe something like that. I, I'm not sure how you spell it, spell it, uh, pronounce his first name, but he is. Uh, name is George. His last name is Lopez. <laughs> I don't know why it's difficult. I don't know why that took you a while. <laughs> <laughs> He's playing Uncle Rudy yeah, with Reyes. that, what you, that what? awesome beard yes. and mullet. <laughs> uh, no, you're talking about the kid from um, uh, uh, Cobra Kai. Yeah. yeah, he's been on a few things. He's been in Cobra Kai. He's yeah, he's definitely not a teenager anymore. I don't believe, no, but I think he's like in his early twenties, maybe, maybe not even that old. Yeah, um, but. He did great in that show, and this one looks like he's going to have a pretty good time. I saw a lot of stuff leading up to this to where he was just talking about how much he was enjoying it, and it's a you know a, a comic that he enjoyed. Yeah. So when you got somebody who has some kind of investment in it, especially a l- younger actor. Good, because I yeah. know nothing about <clears throat> Blue Beetle. I Neither do I. Never even knew there was a comic no book hero named no Blue clue. Beetle. No clue. Um, no clue. But the fact that he's a uh, young... Hispanic, yeah, Mexican kid, like that's dope. Yeah, and you know we talk about representation a lot, and this is like DC's Black Panther movie, right? The 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 writer, the director, like everybody's coming into this with some like you know Mexican American heritage stuff like that, man. So that's yeah. really dope. Um, and then we got to take down the white lady, Susan Saran. That's <laughs> what it seems like here. She's like the nicest woman on the planet, right? Yeah, yeah. She's going to be like the villain. That's going to be interesting to see. <laughs> take down the white woman. Oh, oh man. Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, guys, we're going to throw this on our socials. Uh, this I'm excited about. Because I thought that at first, right, when they first talked about Blue Beetle, that this was going to be an HBO Max, like, drop movie. Mm, okay. And I was like, okay, so they're not going to put that much TLC into the movie then. Right. Like, it's going to be, yeah, whatever. But I guess it, with I mean, the shift. It may still be that, but. It looks dope. It looks It looks right really now. dope, yeah. yes. Um, but the fact that they're going to drop it, they're going to IMAX it up. Um, right. You're going to want to see that suit in IMAX. You know what I mean? In all of its potential yeah. power. And I'm excited. You mentioned, you know, George Lopez. uh We've well, we seen him in a movie in a minute. Yeah. Um, especially like a semi-action movie. So, you know, he gets thrown around a little bit in there. That like a good time. That like great comic relief. George is going to kill this role, man. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to kill it. Yeah, he's, a, he's his uncle, too. That's the best <laughs> part. He's not his dad. He's his uncle. Yeah. So, he's just going to be able to do whatever he wants to in here, and it's going to be fantastic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you always get thrown over the damn kitchen. So, <laughs> guys, this one's definitely going on our socials. Let us know your thoughts about Blue Beetle. All right. Coming at you. All right, team. So, we're still trucking with The Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. Chapter 21 The Pirate. The people of Navarro need protection from a, a rampant pirate attacks. Um, this episode was dope, man. Yeah, it was a good action. 
good action uh, episode. This episode was dope, man, because not like yes, it had great action, but like I like that they're getting a little political. And not in like a bad sense, like left or right, Republican, Democrat there, but like just that uh, we got to, like the politics and the government overreach, we got to do this, we got to do this, we can't send this. Like my man literally went to Coruscant for help yeah. and my man was like, eh, well, you know, we got to do this, this, X, Y, Z first. We can't yeah. really lend a hand and everything. Like that's world building. That's yeah. what the Mandalorian does a great job of. And that's kind of reaching back to, right, to what, what Star Wars originally was, was federations of planet, you know, planets. Exactly. Uh, Empire, uh, New Republic. The we Senate, got all, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So we're getting to see, like you said, kind of the, the, the office work. Yeah. <laughs> it was a really cool. <laughs> it was a really cool scene, like uh, a really cool look, like you're walking into like an office show yeah when he when he comes in and he's walking through the little office to go talk yep to uh the ladies man (laughs) (laughs) to meadow man (laughs) colonel tuttle let's go as soon as i saw him dude that's all that that movie's the only thing i could think of i couldn't (laughs) hear him say anything else (laughs) but but he walks through that scene and it's just it's an office yeah and it's a really cool scene that brings you away from space and uh, the ships and all the battles to where, like you said, you're in this political state, you're in this office and he's trying to get something done. They're like, nah, <laughs> we can't, we can't help you. We're not giving you any help here. Yeah. Uh, we'll see what we can do, but not, not really. <laughs> go, exactly. go kick rocks here. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. But then you have on the other end here is he's not going to get help from the, from the New Republic. So he throws in Hail Mary to uh, Din Djarin, the, the yes. Mando, the Mandalorian, and the rest of his people. And even that's kind of like a political trying to muster things up. And you you see more of the way of the Mandalorian. Like yes. they're holding that weird battle axe wrench type thing yeah. when they speak. And he's saying his piece and he's going to go. And, you know, Bo-Katan is going to be on his side. Um, with the rest of the people go, and you get yeah. like the big guy, and I don't know his name, the big Mandalorian with like yeah, the machine gun or whatever. I can't remember. His name. Um, the fact that he gets everybody riled up, to ready to go. Yep, was really cool, man, because he's been kind of an a hole <laughs> yeah. to Din Jerry, like not to his face. Right, That's probably a bad idea, but he has been kind of talk. He's that 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 kid in the corner with his other buddy talking junk, like. Well, he was the one that they he fought him for the dark saber, I believe. Yes. So the fact that Mando or Din Djarin doesn't hasn't always followed the way he took his helmet off. Yeah. That's kind of his his thing, right? Yep. Like, oh, you can just do that and then come back around. You know, I don't like that dude either. <laughs> so him. But I, but I do like that we have a fight. Against these pirates, man. Yeah. And it's fun. It's one of my favorite episodes of this season. I love the strategy, the takedown. Yeah. Um, you can't you can't see Din Jaren in, in his shit, man. <laughs> nope. No, you cannot. You got you, you got little you got Grogu in his lap. Yeah. You ain't you ain't seeing that team, bro. <laughs> yeah, the the whole the whole scene, even the with Bo Katan coming in with her ship and dropping people, yeah, that was awesome. Like the, the whole plan and everything was beautifully made. It was dope in in a in the, in the the universe the way it went down what we saw. Um, really enjoyed it. And you got the armor coming through, whooping some ass. Oh yeah, the sneak attack. I'm about it, man. Uh. What's going on with this um, Aaliyah Kane, who was in the office with uh, Colonel Tuttle and Captain Teva? She was in the episode a couple couple weeks ago. Yeah, she's she's leading up something bad. She's gonna do something bad pretty soon. Yeah, because um, we do get a little hint about the whole uh, um, what's your boy's name. Uh, oh no! Oh yeah, oh, the um, no. 
Oh, no. The big baddie who had the dark saber yeah, b- yeah, yeah. before, right? Yeah, whatever his name was. Uh, got something to do with that. Something's going to go down with that. Because she just keeps popping up. She had she had the big role in the one thing, and then we kind of just see her every once in a while now. Yeah, and I thought so, that was just going to be kind of like a bottled episode. Yeah. But clearly it's expanded, so oh, yeah, yeah. let's go. Guys, still rocking out here with Mando. Let's get it. All right, brother. So before we jump into the movie, man, you said you had some flicks you wanted to discuss real oh, quick. Yeah. Talk to you us. You ever seen The Thing? Uh, yes. Long time so, ago. So there's, there's two versions, right? There is the prequel, which came out after the original. It's the 2011 one. That's the prequel. So I'd never seen that before. I watched that this weekend. Yes. It was all right. Yeah. 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 Did you, watch, have you, okay. did you ever okay. see the the OG, triple OG one? Oh, yeah. I have it on VHS. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to dust on that thing. Uh <clears throat> yeah, it's one of my favorites from from back when. Uh, yeah, I saw the 2011 one. It was all right. Um, it, it walked, obviously, kind of walked the same line as the first one. Did. Oh yeah. Um, so that didn't really like impress me a whole lot. And the first one's practical effects just you just can't beat that. The best thing about that, the one that you just watched, yeah. Is the literally the last scene, literally, because it it rolls right into the nineteen eighty two right. mo- movie, is what it is. Because didn't it like take the effect of the dog or whatever and just like runs away or something right. like that. Uh, yeah, thought dead. Lars' dog thought dead. He merges and runs away, realizing yeah. that the dog is the thing. And we jump into the next movie, man. So, yeah. like, that was... And you're watching it the entire time, not really knowing it's... A, you think it's, like, a reimagining because right. they have different names and everything. So, you're like, all right, this is just the thing, and we're doing it a little different or whatever with other people. And then you're just like, oh. Uh, oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. So, yeah, man. Uh, Do you ever watch Murder Mystery with Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston? I have not. Okay. But the second that, one dropped, right? Yeah, yeah. So the first one's pretty good. Okay. This second one was hilarious. Really? I enjoyed it a lot more than the first one. It's just, it's overboard. Okay. It's, it's an overboard movie, but, you know, Adam Sandler. And Adam Jim, Sandler. Yeah. He just, he just fits kind of, he can take some things overboard and it, he can make it work. Uh, I mean, it's not like a, a big, it's, it's not a great, murder mystery movie. Gotcha. But, but it's fun to watch. With them too. Yeah, yeah. See, like, he was one of the first people to, like, grab a deal with Netflix, too. Yeah. And, um, and just do, like, a bunch He's of movies. He's a smart man. Yeah. He's a smart, smart man. Smart businessman. Uh, but, yeah, it came out, and I watched it, and I saw the first one. I enjoyed that one. Um, but, like I said, this one, you can check this one out. It, it just, it, it takes that first one and really expands it and just... Gives you a little bit bigger experience, yeah, with these two, and all the actors in it are great too. Okay. It's a good time. You need to check this one out if you okay. get a chance. I did check a movie out on the plane. Oh, what's that? <clears throat> I finally saw Devotion. Oh, nice, nice. Man, and like, he's crying in there. Jonathan Majors, man, <laughs> dude's fantastic. And I'm thinking the entire time that it's like, I didn't know it was based on the life of real people, right. I thought it was a story written about, like, that time, that error. Based on kind of true events. True events. Things. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know these were two actual people. Yeah. Right? Until it's a crazy the end. story. And I'm like, wow, that is a wild story, man. Yeah. And you enjoy oh. you enjoy them the whole time, man. It's hard it's to. It's great acting, man. With uh, Glenn and him, it's just hard to, it's hard to look away from them, too, and, like, not. Not want to keep watching the screen when that, they're that on there. like brotherhood that they that yeah. they commenced in there, man. That was that was really fun, um, and yeah, I uh, kind of 
was G yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah. Only one tier. <laughs> yeah, it, it gets you. It'll get you. But yeah, it's definitely a great movie. Great movie, man. All right, brother. You ready to jump into this week's movie? Yeah, man. Sounds fantastic. Got us a little D&D action, All man. right. Uh, Honor Amongst Thieves. Before we do that, have you ever played Dun- Dungeons & Dragons? I've never played Dungeons & Dragons. Me neither, man. What I mean, did you, you play I've, something? I played, played like um, Magic the Gathering. Is that similar or di- totally uh, different? It's different. D and D is a big, it's a big thing. Like you write stories, and you play characters, and you you run through somebody's story that they've made. Okay. So you're basically acting out this movie. You know, uh, your guy builds a story, builds scenes, and you go through it with them. Gotcha. When you play this game, but like Magic the Gathering, it's a card game. It's more. It's more along the lines of like Pokemon and uh, um, just whatever other card game you can think of, which tabletop game. Okay, I got you. Uh, I got you. So they're not, they're somewhat similar in like lore wise, but not playing the game. They're not similar really. Okay, gotcha. (laughs) Gotcha. All right. Well, uh, yeah, we got Dungeon Dragon Honor Amongst Thieves just dropped this past Friday. Uh, directed by Jonathan Goldstein and John Francis Daly. Written by uh, Michael Gillow from a story by Chris McKay and Gillow. Nice. We had a budget of $150 million. Uh, so far, $71.5 mil. Uh, starting this one, we have Chris Pine as Edgen Darvis. Michelle Rodriguez as Holga Gilgore. Uh, Roger Jean Page as... Zank Yendar, I think is how that you pronounced that. That's better than you did George Lo- Lopez. But yeah. we'll get <laughs> <laughs> Justice Smith as, <laughs> as Simon Arm- <laughs> Armour. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Sophia Lillis as Doric. Hugh Grant as Forge Fitzwilliams. Chloe Coleman as Kira Darvis. Daisy Head as Sophina. Jason Wong as Drawless. And the little parents by Bradley Cooper as Marleman. Really was. Yeah. <laughs> I took a, I did, I did a double take. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. Uh, give us that quick synopsis of this movie, brother. Edward Darvis, after spending years without his wife uh, because she was murdered by a red wizard, seeks out a tabic that will bring her back to life. The first attempt by his crew fails to get it. Uh, the second chance they get is years later. And that sends them on many quests across the lands until they find out that they were actually conned the first time by now Lord Forge Fitzwilliams. Uh, they attempt to steal his and other rich folks' treasures and his tablets so he can bring back his wife and save his daughter's life as well. All right. Let's get it, man. Yeah, let's go. Uh, I... We're going to jump into this cast. We're obviously going to start with uh, that blue-eyed Chris mm. Pine. Mm. But I like that everybody is a character, is a type of character oh, yeah. from D&D. Yeah. I come to it not knowing anything. That's why I asked you. Um, but when I started doing my research after this, I was like, dude, that's dope. Yeah, they can, the D&D games can get very extravagant. And detailed. If you are just interested in seeing some of it. Uh, Vin Diesel. Um, what about Vin Diesel? He's a dungeon master. Uh, Wait, I'm sorry, what? He's the dungeon master. He's somebody who puts on games and writes stories and stuff. Wow. Um, Joe Manuliani is a very, very renowned dungeon master. Really? Yeah, just look up some YouTube stuff on them. They they Joe does a lot of games for like celebrities. There's a lot of celebrities that play D and D. So like, I guess, I guess they're about that age because you think about it. The uh, the only thing I really ever hear about, I've heard Dungeons and Dragon like growing up my entire life, and I have had people in my life who have played it. Yeah. I just was over there. Um, it's really hard to play it. Yeah, because you need. 
a group of people. Yes. And it's really hard to find a group of people that plays any game anyways. Exactly. <laughs> just, exactly. just in general. Um, But it's on, it's what the kids play on Stranger Things, right? And yes. that's like starts in the early 80s, right? And yeah, I think that's when they that's started. probably the age that Joe and Vin is, you know, probably growing up in the 80s, yeah. early 80s playing D&D. So that makes sense. That checks out. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, if you're interested, you can list a couple of guys you can look up that. I'm definitely going to try and watch it. They throw celebrity games. Joe has a big dungeon in his house, that big table and everything. They that's do all kinds of crazy awesome. stuff up. That's pretty pretty awesome. All right. Uh, we got Chris Pine here is Edwin Darvis. He's a Baird, which is a standard playable character <laughs> class in many editions in D&D, okay? <laughs> yeah, I think that's just a human. The, 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 Baird, is, uh, the Baird class is versatile, uh, capable of combat and of magic, uh, use their artistic talents to induce magical effects. That's why he had the harp. Right. Um, member of the Harpers, and he's the one who kind of comes in this as a really good guy and a good man. Yeah. But then he kind of goes to doing what's very easy to him and his crew, and that is uh, drive cars really fast and steal stuff. Yeah, and pl- make plans. Make plans, right? <laughs> That's what he does, yeah. make plans. <laughs> he makes a lot of plans, yeah. A through Z. Yeah. Um, But no – this reminded me of Fast and Furious Five, the heist one. Okay. This oh. was this was a heist movie. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. One hundred percent. And that's what made it really really cool here. But, uh, yeah, he's a guy. He turned to, uh, you know, stealing things, but he had a code. He had an honor. Like we don't hurt people, right? Yeah. We don't put people in harm's way. Right. We steal from people who, you know, don't really need what they have. For, and we take it for our, our ourselves here. Um, and it's Chris Pine, man. Oh, yeah. He's one of those guys that's like, he can do drama really easy. Oh, yeah. But then he can turn around and do comedy. And it's like seamless. He's, seamless with the comedy. He, he's really good at it. Yes. But he's also handsome enough to where he can be a goofball. Yes. <laughs> and... It's fine. It's so fine, dude. You know, it, it works for him to, to be able to do the drama and the, the comedy at the same time. Yeah, I really had a good time as as him as our lead here. Um and we'll talk about we'll talk about it later, but like I went into this movie thinking like, yeah, this is gonna be trash. <laughs> um but then like he like you have Chris Pine, I'm like, all right, they've elevated it yeah, a yeah. little bit with him as the lead. Um he's gonna take it serious, as, as serious yeah. as he can. Um, and kind of rolled with him, man. So I really enjoyed him as the lead here. We got M- Michelle Rodriguez as Holga Kilgore. She's a barbarian who's another class yes. of character within D&D here. Uh, the class was introduced in 1985 and went through a number of evolutions, but basically just like a brawler, yep. a badass, a warrior. Um, and all this stuff kind of rolls over into Magic the Gathering, too. That's why I, kinda, I can connect both of them. I got you. Because it all... All these titles are basically used hand one, in hand for the most part. I got yeah. you. Yeah. I got you there. Um, she was exiled from her tribe. Uh, she acts as the surrogate daughter of Kira, yeah. uh, who is uh, Edgen's daughter there. So uh, she's there as the muscle. <laughs> and that went to the father figure for, for Kira because. Edgen was not not doing well. She was the mother and father figure. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. There you go. Yeah. yeah, Edgen was not doing well. We got my man Justice Smith as uh, Simon Amar, a half elf, half elf, uh, wild magic sorcerer <laughs> who's the son of a elf minster Amar, a notable wizard. Uh, sorcerer is a playable character in the D and D fantasy role. I'm I'm going through it, man. <laughs> no, I, I just. You, there's so many words that are being said that we've literally probably never said on this pod. Ever. And you've said them all in like one or two sentences. That's <laughs> <laughs> yes. amusing. Hey, man. Uh, he's a sorcerer. <laughs> a, a sorcerer is weak in melee combat, but a master of arcane magic, generally the most powerful form of D&D magic. 
Uh, sorcerer's magic ability is innate rather than studied or bargained. I don't know really what I just yeah, read, yeah. but like I saw it on on screen. So now I think about it, this what what you just said really actually goes more with like World of Warcraft. Okay, if you, you definitely probably never played that. Oh, um, that's more of what this is. D and D and World of Warcraft are kind of. When you start talking about all the different magics and stuff, that's what. If somebody doesn't play D anD D, they probably played World of Warcraft. Let's move on, Clyde. (laughs) (laughs) Let's Let's just move on. No, I love it though. I like. I learned. So this is like the what's on the Wikipedia page. This is what people are talking about on the interwebs and stuff like that about all these different characters. Yeah. But like, and it's a little over my head. It's a little out there. It's a little nerdy. Might I say, I just, I'm I call myself a nerd as well, but it's a little over my, my head there. Um, it's just things that I didn't know. And I was able to enjoy this movie without, and being able to see all these things. Yeah. Without them having to like, vomit spit all this information at me about it you know what i mean yeah yeah. you just learned by being around these characters and learning about these characters yeah. you knew how these people were i thought that was a really cool part here awesome. um we got sophia lewis as doric a uh something druid i'm just gonna say druid i think that's tifling tifling druid a humanoid a fictional humanoid race in the Dungeons and Dragons fantasy role-playing game, originally introduced in the Planscape campaign, setting oh. in the second edition of Advanced. I'm just going yeah. deep diving, <laughs> uh, but basically they can shape shift into different animals. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she was raised in the Nether Winter Wood, uh, and she's a badass man. Oh yeah, yeah. like I really enjoyed the scene. With her escaping the, the castle and like Neverwinter or whatever, mm-hmm. and changing into so many different things, uh, skills. Right. What's an owl? Th- what, what did she turn into? The owl? What was it? The owl beast oh, the owl, or whatever? The owl bear. The owl, owl bear. bear. Yeah, yeah. That thing was, was not, that thing was nasty. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but just a, a badass yeah. there. And who was it that said we need a? They were trying to think about like a plan. I love the scene where uh, Darvis was trying to come up with a plan, <laughs> and somebody said, "We need a a deer." A deer. That's what <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it was. Deer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she kept on saying, "Holga, <laughs> need a deer," <laughs> and she ends up turning into a deer at the end to finally get away. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he just says maybe a deer, and he's like, "Yeah, because there's abundance of deer <laughs> in the castle." In the castle, uh, always. Uh, we got Hugh Grant. As a Forge Fitzwilliam, <laughs> an ambitious rogue and con artist. Uh, rogue is one of the standard playable characters in most editions. There you go. He's a versatile character class. capable of sneaky combat and nimble tricks. The rogue is stealthy and dexterous, and in early editions was the only official base player. All right. And con artist is what he is. If you yes. remember of Elgin's Edwin's crew, and has been taking care of Kira since Edgen's imprisonment. Uh, he ended up becoming Lord of Neverwinter, and uh, you know, <clears throat> I've never been a fan of Hugh Grant. He's a he's a romantic comedy guy. Yes, he you know younger Hugh Grant, and he's never really looked looked young for one. For me, I've That's never seen an accurate statement. Yeah, he's, like, I'm just, he kind of looked the same. <laughs> yes, he, he's always looked this way for yes, me, like Morgan Freeman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You, you guys were born old, yeah, okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he was in a bunch of uh, romantic comedies and stuff. So seeing him here, man, it was a, it was a little weird yeah. for me. Yeah, well, he kind of brought that big theatrical personality. It was, it was campy. Yeah, and it, and it, you know, it, it worked sometimes. Sometimes it was a little weird, but at the same time, the you know, he's lying this whole time. Yeah, exactly. So. I guess you kind of take that as kind uh, of the part of the the character as well. Yeah, being being real big, real real uh, show off. Yeah, because he's trying to hide this whole thing that he's got going on. Um, but I think the theatrics of his of his personality that he chose in this one was was pretty good for 
this con artist. Yeah. <laughs> it worked well for the con artist. All right, here we got uh, Chloe Coleman as uh, Kira Darvis, uh, Edgen's daughter who was fallen under the sway of Forge, uh, her guardian for two years following her father's imprisonment here. And uh, smaller role, but I like that we're not saving the princess in this. We're saving his daughter. Yeah. And that's kind of like his North Star and his team's North Star as well. Oh, yeah. Um, everything else is just bonus points. Correct. Saving the world. Um, you know, getting uh, a bunch of riches and jewels to the to the city people. Right. Everything else just bonus points, man. So that was really cool, but that it was this focus was his daughter. We'll save the saving of the princess for next week. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got Daisy Head as Sophina, a red wizard of Thay. The focus in necromancy, ugh, um, and ties to Thay's tyrannical magra. I'm saying words I've never heard before, bro. Uh, I know, and I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> I love it. Uh. I I thought she was a badass villain. Yeah. For for this game, I said it called it a game. For this movie, based on this game, and they turn it into a comedy, um, she played the straight man mm-hmm. and never broke from that character. Not at all. Right? Not I, at all. I really enjoyed that. Even when uh uh Forge is running around as being like his <laughs> high, silly, lying ass self, right? Yeah. She deep down it. Puts, puts this man in power, hates him, basically just using him. Oh, yeah. Um, she doesn't play, play no games, and she's yep. a badass in combat. And she was. Yes. Really fun to watch awesome. there. All right. Uh, I, I hate this guy because my wife loves this guy. Um, Rage is Jean Page. Uh, <laughs> Zank Yendar, a paladin who narrowly escapes somebody's rise to power uh, he ages more slowly than a normal human being. There, a paladin is one of the standard playable characters in most editions of the Dungeons and Dragons role playing game. Oh, yeah. He's a holy knight crusading, and this makes more sense now. Yeah, reading this, this makes more sense about how why his character it's, was so lame. Okay, it's personalities. <laughs> it's so the, lame. The, these classes are personalities yes. of characters. Uh, the paladin is a holy knight crusading in the name of good and order, and a divine spellcaster. Mm-hmm. He was the biggest lame of the movie. And like like he was a badass. Pa- Paladins are better than everybody else. Like okay, because they're okay, they, well, like, they're powered by the light. They're they <laughs> are or they think they're better than everybody else. Or both. They think that they are. Really. Paladins are awesome. <laughs> Paladins are very powerful. Now, uh, when you, when you start these when you start these games, you get to choose who you want to be. You, or do you get don't bestowed know, upon it? I don't. I don't know specifically about D and D, but I mean, I would assume it's the same for a lot of other games. You kind of you choose a character, you choose a class. Yeah, I'm Leonardo, dude. And then you uh, choose a class, and then you choose, you know, different types of stats for your character. Gotcha. And then those build as you play. I want the katanas on Leo, bro. Yeah. yeah. Blue bandana. <laughs> uh, I liked the my favorite scene with him is when they're in the when they're trying to go get the the helmet or whatever yeah. the helm, and he's like, "We got to do this. We got to do this. We got to jump over the forty paces <laughs> so this <good>. way, right?" <laughs> because like that's what I know from Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, is the elaborate whatever they have to do in the game yeah. to get to wherever they need, need to get to. I'm horribly explaining. You got this. to see you got to see a dungeon and a dragon in the same scene. <laughs> in the so. Same scene, right? In the in right act on the two, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The whole campaign is is uh like that, basically. Awesome, man. Awesome. Uh but yeah, that was really fun <laughs> to watch here. Uh <clears throat> we do <laughs> Yeah. I just, I was thinking, you know, what if somebody was just in the theater like, oh, a dragon in a dungeon. It's a little little on the nose. <laughs> <laughs> but I, think I would like, have loved to have heard but that. But I think that's like what the creator's intentions were, yeah, like yeah. right there, right? Uh, <laughs> we're going to put the dragon at, hmm, yeah. in the dungeon. Yeah. Nowhere else? All right. Let's go. 
All right, and we got real quick. We got uh, G- Jason Wong as Drills, who's the Red Wizard of Thay. Uh, he comes through. And he was on a smaller role, but yeah. he was kind of a, f- a fighter. But uh, Zank put the put the clamps down on him real quick. <laughs> <clears throat> Next to the damn dragon. So mm-hmm. and then for some reason we have Bradley Cooper in this weird role. <laughs> um, <laughs> whatever. Uh, did you think I first saw him? Nope. It was it was a wide shot. Yeah. And I was like, sorry, what? <laughs> I had my contacts in. I was like, can I? Bradley Cooper. Like, he's a direct, he's a serious acting director now. What is yeah. he doing in this movie? I don't, Dope I don't know. He was there. He Dope was role, man. Made you a little sad. <laughs> he did. Um, He did his thing. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, moving forward here, just about this movie, man. I laughed the entire time. Yeah, it was a really good time. I was not. I was going into this thinking that it was not going to be good. Like Chris Pine is going to do his thing. Yeah, and the rest of it was going to be trash. But this was fun. This was a fun time out, man. But that's what's cool about like these kind of. Uh, games and stuff is it's just somebody's imagination. Yeah. So, you know, your director, your your writers and everything, they just had a solid imagination for this one and, and put together a pretty fun, you know, it, it moved pretty fast. Didn't really, wasn't much lingering, I didn't feel like. Yep. Um, and we got to see a lot of stuff. Got to see a lot of different uh Different characters, different types of characters, uh, different lands, all kinds of stuff like that. Um, but that's what these things, these kind of movies get to do is just just have a good time. And if you can't, I feel like if you can't make some stuff up, then just don't, I don't understand what you can. Yeah. It should be easy. It, it I feel really, like it should be easy. And, and you know what? Also... The but I'm I'm not a director. Right the writer now. directors, they're they're D and D guys. Yeah, that's you saw like you saw like the love of this and explaining this right here. Just me learning this as well. Uh, you saw the love of the game for them yeah. on the screen through these characters, right through this heist film. Yeah, um, that they did. The what wasn't there a Dungeon Dragon movie that came out like years ago? The 2000 film. It was a Dungeons and Dragons 2000 American fantasy film directed by Courtney Solomon. Um, I don't remember that. When was it? 2000. Despite it being a box office bomb and a critical failure, <laughs> Jesus Christ. a made-for-TV sequel, Wrath of the Dragon God, was released in 2005. Huh. Yes. I don't believe I saw that one. Marlon Wayans was in the movie as a rogue slash thief named Snails. Actually, I may have seen that one. How'd you say that? Jeremy Irons was in the movie. Thora Birch. She was probably super young when that happened. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. (laughs) But this one, though. Not Chris Pine in it. Did not and have Chris Bra- <laughs> This one has Chris Pine and Bradley Cooper in so it. So much sexiness yeah. happening right here, man. Gosh. Old ass Hugh Grant. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how old you are, Hugh. No one knows. How old are you, bro? No one knows. He's only 62. Yeah. He's looked 62 his whole life. <laughs> He's looked 62 <laughs> But in a sexy way. <laughs> <laughs> A very sexy yeah, man. Yeah, he yeah. was in a movie with with uh, Sandy B. Man, oh, I yeah. get it. Um, no, nah, but you just saw like the love of their love for D and D, like on these pages when they were writing and making this movie and doing their storyboards yeah. and everything. I like how every character was a character in the movie, like in the game itself. Yeah, and it, there was no exposition about it. Uh the wizard um was literally just 
a kid. Yeah. And he was meek, and they, scared. They just show you what they. They can showed do. you their 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 skill set yeah. and their lack of skills and stuff like that. Yeah, thought that was really cool, man. Um, they really brought us into this world without even knowing, without really even knowing that we're in this world. We were in this world like it just kind of happened because gotcha. the the exposition and the way that they did it. Right, I'm trying to learn about. You know why you're in a cell. Yeah, and then we get all this great backstory about all his whole team and what everybody does, <laughs> yeah. and we get all this forward story afterwards or whatever. Yeah, and, and can we wait on Jonathan? Yeah, <laughs> can we, we just so long? <laughs> <laughs> my my favorite, like that's how you start a movie. Okay, I, deal. I had I had a pretty good uh, theater for this one. Yeah, same. Um, <laughs> there, were, there was a lot of people who were like, "Can we? Uh, are we going to get a group together after this to <laughs> play a campaign? What are we doing?" <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, it was a fun time. Oh yeah, man, really, really fun there. And I went to go see it Wednesday before we left, so had a had a blast there. Yeah. All right, man. Um, talk about like scope and everything. Uh, it was a big budget kind of type mo- movie. But it did. It didn't feel like it was this big world building DC Marvel type yeah. movie, man. It actually felt like a real world. It was a it was a fantasy land, yeah. you know. But it felt really real. Well, it was built. It's built like a like a campaign. Yes, you know, somebody makes you you make a campaign. You don't play the same thing over and over. Okay, so you have your story and you play that story. That's kind of what they did here. It's and they're not called games. They're called campaigns. Campaigns, yes. Damn, I got to get the vernacular right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that that's exactly what you're supposed to feel. You're supposed to feel, you know, it's a brand new world. Yeah. But it's always a brand new world. Cool. So. Yeah, and they brought us in, man. I, yeah. I felt like I was there with him, and that was really fun. Even that fight at the end in the middle of the city, I'm there with him. And I, I just really enjoyed yeah. that, that that feeling, man. Um. The music was the music. It was, uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Lauren Balfi scored it once again. We probably talked about him a, f- a few times. Fantastic! <laughs> so, uh, always does his thing. Uh, talk about a theme, man. Uh, th- as Pine as the the lead, he has a theme, uh, but it's basically. I think it's more everybody finding their purpose. Yeah. Right, yeah. like we have all these characters, we have all these playable characters from D and D, the campaign. I'm gonna say it right this time, um, and you know they they're like at they're all like level ones when we kind of meet them in the in the beginning, right? Right. But they all grow, yes, and get stronger and get better at their craft. Exactly. Um, that's how that's how it works. So yeah, them now. them finding their their per their purpose throughout this movie. Uh, was kind of the the growth, man. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. All right, team. That's our conversation about Dungeons and Dragons: like Honor that. Among Thieves. JV, your thoughts about this movie, man? I had a really good time watching this movie. Yeah, um, I'm glad you had a good time too, dude. That makes me happy. Yeah. Um. Uh, this one's going to get a four out of five buckets of popcorn from me. Yeah. Uh, it was fun. And, and like I said, it was like you were going through a campaign. You're uh, in some dungeons, doing some traveling, fighting some people, all the fun stuff. Um, transformations, uh, the spell work, all that stuff was pretty fun to watch. It was a really, really good looking movie. And... Uh, this cast was awesome. They played their characters really well. And overall, just, just a fun time. Yeah, man. It's a great time. How about you? How about you? Yeah, brother, I'm right there with you, man. I'm going to give this four buckets of popcorn. Uh, this brought me into wanting to learn more about Dungeons & Dragons. Right. Because it didn't beat me over the head with exposition. Yeah. The one thing that... <clears throat> As great as the movie Inception is, 
it's literally like exposition. It's literally Ariande asking questions and people telling her the answers. And it, you're basically, she's the, the audience asking questions. Uh, and, to, and that's how we're learning in that, in the inception. This one, you learned about this world. You learned about Dungeons and Dragons through just these characters being themselves. Yeah. And that's what I really enjoy. Man. And that's good writing. You don't you don't assume the audience is intelligent enough to pick it up. Yeah, and it's just it's just there. Yes, it's just there whether you like it or not. So this <laughs> <laughs> so this gets four buckets of popcorn from me. Uh, Chris Pine did his thing. Justin oh, yeah. Smith also did his thing. Uh, really enjoyed this. I would have liked to see uh, Ray Jean Page more in the movie. Um, as like a bigger role, but I get it when you have such a large cast already, um, and everybody gets really good screen time. It's it's difficult, um, but we got Bradley Cooper, so yeah, we're good. <laughs> yeah, he was he was just kind of like a quick escort, right? And I guess if like he was in the movie the entire time, uh, this everything they were trying to accomplish would have been a lot easier. <laughs> Fuck. With yeah, him. and they say that. <laughs> They literally say that to him before he leaves. They're like, you come with us. This is, we'll be fine. Yeah. You're literally an awesome fighter. <laughs> you know, you come with us, this will definitely work out. <laughs> and uh, when he's walking away from when they're on that little beach, he's like, is he going to walk? He's walking straight. He's walk around the rock. He's going to walk around. Nope. Right over the rock. <laughs> it's a fun time, man. These directors did. Did you ever see uh, Game Night a couple uh, years ago? Yeah, with, yeah, I saw that. They did that movie. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so now they're coming back and actually doing yeah. a game movie. I love it, man. Uh, four buckets of popcorn for me, brother. Awesome. All right, team. Thank you for subscribing to this week's episode, Talking Through Dungeons & Dragons, Honor Amongst Thieves. Next week, we'll be discussing the Super Mario Bros. movie. That'll be showing in a theater near you. Like always, I am Clyde Smith. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as I am Clyde D. Smith. I'm Javier Villalobos. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at MrJ8200. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. And keep watching.